Old Gold Club. Old Gold Club. Hello there, welcome along to another episode of Old Gold Club, My Golden Game. I'm Mikey Burrows and delighted to say on this episode we're joined by the man with the smallest head in football, Mr Matt Jarvis. How are you, <laughs> Oh, what a welcome that is. Thank you very much, Mikey. <laughs> uh, you're very welcome. Uh, for people who kind of don't know what we're talking about, um, we've mentioned this a couple of times when you've joined us on commentary on our match day live services that um you once got bought a child's pair of headphones right because you do have a particularly small head this is true unfortunately yes um i mean even when i was in with you putting the headphones on they're far too big for my head i can't wear i can't wear hats i can't because any sort of cap it goes when you put it on it goes over my ears so my top of my head's too (laughs) it's far too small so uh the only thing i've been able to wear uh one of them flat caps because i've got a kid size so apart from that it's uh, it's a no for me on any sort of head headset slash hat slash beanie i can't do any of them so you I've got such a, a, you a child's flat cap well technically it's the smallest adult size you can get <laughs> so it's it's still classed as an adult hat but it's uh i haven't met anyone that can wear my hat that i've got that I've met. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I mean, forget the golden game. I could talk about this for <laughs> Genuinely, I love it so much. Um, we are going to get to your golden game in just a second, but um, people may not realise you're still playing. Yeah, I know. You know, I've said before, I'm still a young 34-year-old, you know. So uh, I am I am still playing. I'm at Woking. I'm enjoying life. I've just come off the back of, uh, you know, a, a, another a, a goal and a win for Woking. So I'm, I'm buzzing with that. Uh, left foot striking, you know, hit it on a volley into the ground, into the far corner. It couldn't have been gone any better after two minutes into the game. So, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying life. The, the players that you're playing against, and I guess maybe players that you play with, do they treat you slightly differently? Because, I mean, when they see that his former England international Matt Jarvis rocking up, that must be a weird thing for opponents and even players that you're playing with. I, it's a bit of a mixture because there's a lot of players that have no idea who I am because they're 17, 18, 19 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so they have not even the foggiest of what I've done or played or anything. So they just, they'll, I mean, you know, people are one of the one of the guys that um, that came on loan was like um, he come in, he goes, oh, hi, yeah, you're right. I was like, oh, how you doing? Blah blah blah. He was, oh, so um, you know, do you play? And I was like, oh dear, oh dear, what's happened? Do you what, play? What has happened? There's no no respect for these youngsters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um I, it is you know playing against players you know that after games i've had a lot of players come up to me goes oh you know you know obviously well done in the game but good luck but you know um what a fantastic career well, well done i'm you know, really wow that's that's nice it's um a bit of admiration from from other players is always nice to to get so it's it is good you know i just i love the game i want to continue to play as much as i can i've had a sticky situation last couple of years with injury so it's just nice to be back out enjoying playing football so that is what woking have given me and i'm i'm thoroughly delighted 
I mean, this is the thing, is that, you know, look, I take the mickey out of you for your small head and for the fact that you claim, <laughs> you claim to be only 34, but you do you do look young, so I guess to a lot of people... Thank you, of, Mikey, that's a massive compliment yeah, from you. Yeah, from you. <laughs> only one I'll pay you for a long time. Um, but, like, you, you know, I guess there must be people who look at you and kind of go, like, I can't believe that you were doing what you were doing a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes I, I look back and think, no, it can't have been that long ago. But yeah, it's like we had a training that night. We had a 17-year-old um, was training with us. And I am I was just like, I was standing next to him. I was warming up and I'm like, I'm 34, you're 17. Like, I, I literally, it's it's crazy. I remember, you know, I, I was just 17. I was at Gillingham. I was playing at Gillingham. I just think, wow, that was a long, long time ago. But it goes so quick. You always get told, you know, as you got to enjoy it because it goes really quick and you're like no i've got loads of time but it it certainly does go quick yeah it, it really does and this is why i've loved doing this series actually talking to people about their favorite games and being able to reminisce on on moments that that seem longer ago than they probably were and yours is the 19th of march 2011 and a win away at Aston Villa massive importance at the time in terms of survival but there are also kind of personal reasons for you why this game was so important it certainly is I mean I'm not going to lie there's quite a few other games that I could have picked but you know you keep telling me that other players have picked them so (laughs) (laughs) but this is of one massive importance for me you know right from the top as you said it was a huge huge game for for us as a team you know we were you know, in the relegation zone. We still were after the game, but we, you know, we'd gone on the three draws on the bounce and then we've had a big win uh, away at Villa Park. I think it was like 30 years or 31 years, you know, since we'd won at Villa Park. So it was a huge victory for the fans, for the club. But on a personal note, yeah, it was, it was huge. It was, um, I'd scored the goal. Uh, and then the next day I get called up to the England squad and uh, Mr. Capello, uh, spoke to me as, as soon as I arrived and was like, you know, basically he was Umminar and he was, I was in his plans, but that goal basically got me in the England squad. So it was a huge significance uh, for the goal, but also I'm sure we will go into this, but it was a really good strike. <laughs> yeah, we, we might do. I've already been nice to you once on this podcast. We might, <laughs> we might see if we get there. Because you mentioned like, and, and this is what um, I really respect about you is that when you kind of gave me a list of the games that you wanted to kind of potentially choose from, and actually almost all of them are games where you probably didn't score and somebody else had the really big moment in that match. And and maybe that shows kind of what a team player you were, that those matches that meant the most to you weren't necessarily the ones where you were at your particular best. Yeah, I mean, that's that's another compliment, Mikey. I can't believe I'm getting this. Um, no, that's it's true. I mean, it's just, it's one of them, you know, the, the games that, are, you know, we mentioned there's like Liverpool away, you know, already scored. We've got, you know, N- N- Forest at home uh, in the Championship was incredible for loads of different reasons. Um, there's Man City home and away, um, at home. There's Spurs home and away. But it was just because there were incredible team performances. I think you look at it and they're, yeah, everyone did their, you know, everyone was eight, nine out of 10. Uh, and as a team, it's so nice to, you know, it, 
I remember, I specifically remember the, the Spurs game away and me and, I think it was me and Wardy were left back pretty much because <laughs> we, we, we had um, Aaron Lennon and uh, Carl Walker. <laughs> so oh, wow. it was like a bat- it was a battle to just try and stop them creating anything. But yeah, we thrived off it and we, we got the result we needed and wanted and deserved. But uh, it was just, I remember sort of digging in, looking over, just like, right, I'll chase him, you chase him, I'll get him, you get him. And it's just, yeah, it's nice to... It's nice to to look back and think, yeah, that was a brilliant team performance. But as you said, they were gone, and this is a really personal, good one for, for myself. So I will I will, t- I will take this because it's uh, it has a lot of importance for me. And and people have asked me you know, what was my best goal, and I I would say I've probably scored better goals, but it's just the significance of the goal for me that that makes this one stick out. Because if I if I didn't score this, then I might not have been for England. Whereas I did stick it in the back of the net, a beautiful strike uh, volley into the... Friedel didn't even move because it went past him like a bullet and it hit the post and went in. <laughs> so it's a, it was just a huge personal moment for, for, for me. So this is why it's, uh, it's picked as my, as my game. Well, you mentioned the team performance element of it. Uh, I wondered kind of what you rated of the team that day because, you, you know, Villa had more possession than you they had more efforts on goal than you more corners but in almost classic Wolves manner you managed to come away with a clean sheet and a win well I mean it's it's exactly as you say it's 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 basically what we had to do in that league to to survive um you know a lot of the teams were always going to have more possession they were always going to have more chances but we as a team dug deep, we defended well and, and we broke. You know, we scored not loads of goals, but we scored important goals and, and a lot of them were team goals. So it was uh, it was nice. I'm, I mean, I'm just looking at the, the team sheet. You look at the Villa, Villa side that day, Friedel, um, Walker, Downing, Young, O'Brien, Rear Coker, Bent, on the bench you had Perez, Agbomnahor, Petrov, Delph, Heskey. I mean, look at the names that are on that on that uh, team sheet it was a massive win they had a huge incredible exciting uh, team so it's a it was a huge win and Wolves Hennessy in goal Ella Kobe Bearer Stearman Foley centre midfield of Henry and Milias with Jarvis and Hamill as the wide players and O'Hara supporting Kevin Doyle up top, the bench was Hanneman, Craddock, Ward, Kitely, Jones, Ebanks, Bake, and Fletcher. That's not a bad team. It's a yeah, it's a great team. And you look at that, and you, you the bench. You look at Hanneman. He was, you know, he he started a lot of the games in the Premier League. Craddock was instrumental. Wardy was, you know, he played pretty much every every game after. Well, probably after this, really. Kites was, you know, Kites was brilliant um, wide player when he was when he was fit. He was, you know, fantastic. Jonah, I loved playing with Jonah. What a what a guy to have in your team. Left footed, always used to like coming out to the left because everyone else was right footed coming out going out to the right. So he used to always get me in the game, which is quite nice. And you had the two goal scorers, Ebanks Blake and um, and Fletch. I mean, what a what a bench that is. So it's just testament to the to the lads in the team. It was it was such a good squad. I love playing in that team, um, and uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, a superb team performance. Um, it was the first win at Villa for over three decades. You, you kind of closed the gap to West Ham and West Brom and Blackpool and Villa, who were kind of struggling a little bit 
at the time and Blackburn. I mean, there is basically nothing between about eight or nine teams at this stage in, in that Premier League season. And I think I'm right in saying it might only have been the second time you'd won away all year, which just kind of adds to the importance, really, and, and shows in those first two years uh, of being in the Premier League under Mick, you just kept managing to find a way at, at key times. Yeah, well, that's it, it, you are very spot on with that. We, it was only the second away win, which it wasn't a particularly good record. <laughs> so it was a huge importance to, to get them three points. And, you know, against rivals, against, you know, not winning their first 30-odd years, um, just all adds to it, doesn't it? And um, and as you said, you know, that that is just the way we did. You know, we we, we sort of, we played against the so-called big teams and put in incredible performances. You know, you look at the Spurs, Man City's, Man United's, Chelsea's, and we picked up results when everyone else thought we wouldn't. So... Um, that's 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 what that team was all about. It was togetherness, working hard, and making sure that you know, as a team, we won games and picked up points at, at vital times. You've already tried to mention the goal quite a few times, so let's go. <laughs> go on, Ed. Jamie O'Hara free kick from out wide, launched up. Big Christoph gets something on it, and the thing that really strikes me when I watch this back is that. When that ball is travelling in the air, you're a good 10 yards outside the penalty area. So what's going through your mind? Because I guess it's pure anticipation, isn't it, that where that ball might drop? It's it's Mick McCarthy is what it is. He's, for, since I went, I went there, it's him drilling into you on the edge of the box. You've got to be, if the ball comes out, you've got to be there first. You've got to be in a position that you've got to be on your toes. You've got to be on, have that momentum on the front foot to, to go and, you know, be in front of the the midfielder or the defender, whoever it is that you, you're up against. And so I remember the ball going up, um, seeing it coming. I'm sure Bearer's heading it the wrong way, but it's fine. It drops to me perfectly and I'm on the move. I've managed to get, you know, anticipate where the ball's landed and you just don't have any time to think and you just I've just struck it beautifully and and uh, yeah it's, it's gone in off the post and and away you go off celebrating it was uh, it was just everything sort of went into place perfectly see because in other times would you have kind of been tempted to take a touch to to try and set somebody else up like it, it's one of those things that I'm fascinated what goes through your mind at that moment as the ball's dropping because we've seen it so many times from players where you kind of get caught in two minds as as to what's the, almost the safest option to do and and clearly smacking it on the volley it's probably not the <laughs> safest option no I probably should have done that a lot more shouldn't I <laughs> um, no I think at that particular time it just it's it fell perfectly uh, to, to strike it first time um, at other points maybe if the ball was slightly higher you'd be looking to bring it down or if it was lower you might have a touch but at that particular moment it just fell perfectly to to, to hit it on the volley and you know, I, you know maybe if it, if it fell the same spot another time it might not have uh, been as exceptional uh, connection but it was just the way it just fell perfectly and you just run onto it and it's just instinct and you just think yep that's a that's the first time strike whereas if it was slightly higher you think oh maybe i need a touch because uh, what's it like that feeling you know in a derby game in front of the whole end you know the the fierce midlands rivals main supporters and 
Like, I remember talking to you back in the summer when Dendonka did it, and it was kind of the first time Wolves had won there since your moment. And it's like, it it must be such a, a kind of a weird elation because you don't get as much noise as you normally would, but you still get a, a, a different feeling to a normal goal, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you, if you saw me now, I'm smiling because you can, I can feel that... Um, you know that excitement, that that thrill, I suppose, of of what it was like. Because you, like you said, it's not the the huge roar, but I think that adds to it because it's that's the silence from the the home fans that makes it even. You know, you're like that's that's yeah, I've silenced everyone, <laughs> and then you've got like you can hear the Wolves fans going crazy. Um, you know, a bit further back when they're. Uh, uh, they're you know going crazy and we and us as a group we all run in together and, and celebrate and you know that feeling when you you, you stri- when I struck the ball you know you've hit a clean strike just by the way that it's, it feels on your foot and it, you know within seconds it's hit the back of the net so you don't even have time to to adjust or think about anything else you think oh yes that's a really good strike and then you're you're, you're peeling off to celebrate and it's uh it's a fantastic feeling and it, you know you, you wish you could do that every single game because it's just it's something that you can't experience doing anything else but it's the calmness of the celebration as well it's like the shearer just one arm up casual jog to the side whereas if I'm I'd, not have lie, that, I'd have done an apple by your and i'd have been down the other end of the field <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was useless at celebrating. Um, I, I don't really know. I only ever had one that my mates uh, one holiday one year. They told me to to do this sort of goggles thing that I did when I scored against West Ham. Uh, ran off and celebrated. The only time I've ever done a celebration. Um, but apart from that, I used to sort of either just jump on someone or just, I don't know. So I, I really should have thought of a celebration to do. Um, but yeah, that was just one of them. That, yeah, I do that all the time. You know, just walk off. Yeah, it's nothing special. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think if I remember rightly at the time, I think I was on here to do like a ping pong celebration. Yeah. Because you were the ping pong prince back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, you you you've been heavily involved in a lot of the stuff that I did uh, at Wolves. Um, there's there's a lot of times that you've 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 been pushing me to do something. You've you've celebrations. Obviously, you you were instrumental in my England call up. Oh, I'll uh, give you a lot of pressure, uh, pr- uh, praise for that. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of things that you've helped me out with. I don't think I've ever done the table tennis celebration now. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, it was my it was my one man campaign when I was at Beacon Radio to try and get you in the England team. It clear, I mean, I, it clearly had no effect because Fabio never listened to Beacon Radio. But uh, I mean, we were all so delighted that you got that moment, and it is fascinating to hear that Capello saw that goal and and that was the clincher. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean, I just I, that whole sort of couple of days was just it was amazing. Um, obviously, it was the early kickoff. We won. So scoring, brilliant, beating rivals, brilliant, you know, 30 odd years, not winning at Villa Park, fantastic for the club. And then the next day, you know, getting the message to say, text messages, uh, I've been called up for England and then not really sort of believing it. <laughs> and then getting the call about a minute later to say, no, it's not a wind up, you are in the England squad. And then having that whole joy of trying to tell people and having that excitement of, wow, I've just been called up for England. And then... You know, the next day meeting the lads, Capello meeting me as soon as I walked in and just being like, um, he goes, oh, are you, you pleased to be 
here? I was like, I didn't say it. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Of course I am. Like, what? <laughs> just been called out for England. It's a huge honour. Just, you know, going on to say, you know, that he, you know, the, I was in his plans, but that goal specifically got me in the England squad was, was the icing on the cake. Um, and then obviously to, to make your debut at, uh, at Wembley and five, 85,000 fans was, was just amazing. And, and, you know, uh, the amount of people that I've spoken to since that were, they were like, I was at that game, you know, the, whether it was Wolves fans, obviously uh, all my family and friends were there. Um, but then you go back to like Jules fans, you were messaging me saying, we were at that game. It's such an honor. You know, you representing England being from Gillingham and then further down the line, West Ham and Norwich all saying the same thing. So it was, uh, I'm really honoured that it was there. You know, I, I could have been anywhere in the world um, to get my England cap. And I was, I did it at Wembley in front of 85,000 fans and all my friends and family were there. So it's, yeah, a really uh, incredible situation and uh, an achievement, I suppose. And because uh, I wonder, just to finish, because uh, we started off talking about how long it was ago since all this happened. It, in a way, it's been quite a strange summer because, as I say, you had Leander Dendonka kind of taking your record as the last man to score a Wolves winner at Villa Park. And then you had Connor Cody taking the, the record away as the last Wolves player to play for England. I mean... Your... Mikey, don't. Honestly, all my records are going at Wolves. So that's happened. Cody's happened. Um, Jimenez took my goal scoring uh, in the Premier League. I think he's someone else is just about to take. I think I'm still, am I still winning for the appearances in the Premier League? Uh, I think I'm still top, but obviously that will go very soon. And then assists, I'm, I'm joint with uh, uh, Matinho, but I think Mate, that he, I think he might have just gone. I mean, they're all you, going. Matinho does have more, more yeah. than you now. He's just, he's just taking it. So yeah, it's been a disaster. <laughs> they're there to be broke. So I'm delighted that I was at the top for a certain period of time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Old Gold Club. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating from wherever you get your podcasts. Wolves TV, the home of live uninterrupted radio commentary of every single Wolves game. But that's not all. Wolves TV also brings you extended and alternative match highlights, interviews with the team, behind-the-scenes features and training coverage, plus see every goal Wolves score from every angle. So check out Wolves TV online at wolves.co.uk or on the move via the Wolves app.